ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me for the first time as our new co-host, Mr. Nathan Bartleball. Nathan, how are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing great. How's it going? It is good. It is good to have you on here. We are rocking our number one podcast or our first podcast, not number one. Well, it's my number one, um, but our first podcast, Nathan B and Nathan B. Um, so we are excited about that. I am this glad to have you on. the last time we had a podcast together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. That one, th- that one kind of, well, it didn't really end. I just became a guest on it, right? Yes. That's right. It's, it, it mutated. That's right. That's right. As as these go to eleven has done over the years, it has mutated. Um, and today we were able to scrounge up an oldie but a goodie, uh, Greg Dutcher. Greg, what's going on, man? Scrounge. What up, players? <laughs> man, this is just crazy. I mean, you're phrasing it well, Nathan. But come on, man. We're just recycling, dude. Right. We're- <laughs> We're all just kind of old wash-ups that we're, we're, you know, jumping back in. The good thing is you got that guy, that Bartles guy out of here, man. I was waiting for him. Oh, wait. Are we? Wait, am I? Wait a minute. Am I live? Is, is this now? Hey, I meant Zach Bartles was a great addition to that team. That's what uh, I meant to say. You know, we love you, Zach. If you're out there, yeah, he's not listening. But we love you just the same. Well, and our plan is to uh, hopefully we'll all be able to come back next week with Zach and uh, ah, give him yes. his kind of send off. Now, Greg, since you left, all the Doctor Who's got together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, that's right. I, feel bad because i feel like the doctor who had to follow up david Tennant. i'm like it's gonna take a while to prove myself <laughs> oh, dude. absolutely man uh, absolutely but you'll do great Bartleball. i have no doubt and uh and greg i have since uh leaked a spy into the uh reverend james king uh facility ministries down there and i hear that he may uh, have something for us next week. Now, I can't confirm or deny that, but it has come to my attention that every time we have had a change in hosts, that he has come back uh, to spout some kind of, uh, you know, drivel. Um, and so I am, uh, I am expecting him uh, next week. He hasn't week. been raptured yet? I was going to say, man, is he still here with all this, you know, a trial and tribulation going on the earth? Is is, is he still around? My my uh, spy tells me he is, you know, so. In a series I, of warns under Lake Michigan somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A hermetically sealed he, uh, vault. Yes, I, I'm hoping he has some uh, inside information. Uh, that can help elucidate some of these press conferences, man. I have often thought, what would the good doctor, the Reverend James King, be saying about these daily Trump uh, press conferences? So I, I'm hoping he, he might, might drop something. He might have something we'll for that he as might well. Be you writing might. them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude. There are times. There are times. I'm wondering who is behind that teleprompter. So uh, you got. You might be onto something there, Nathan. No doubt. <laughs> That's great. Well, gentlemen, we are coming together virtually here um, to talk about uh, COVID-19. And uh, we we do have – it is a serious matter, and we do want to treat it um, with uh, all, all the seriousness that it deserves. And so, you know, we don't want to make light of it. We are going to be talking about 
um, you know, ways um, in which you can spiritually um, help combat what's going on um, out there. Uh, Greg, you and I two weeks ago, or no, I'm sorry, it was last week, um, sat down with a group of pastors to talk about um, some of the fears and anxieties, um, just, you know, background, perspective, and history. And I know this past week, um, you sat down with those same pastors again to talk about um, the, you know, just, is this the end times? Is this the end of the world? Um, and so there's a lot of things that are, are being said out there that are going on out there. I'm going to um, repost the one that you and I did, and I'm going to post the one you just did this past week on the These Go to 11 page so that our listeners can go ahead and view those and get your takes on some of those things. Um, and we are going to dedicate a large portion of this podcast um, to talking about some of those things as well and to talking about, you know, just um, how can we, um, you know, have that peace that passes all understanding when um, all around us seems to be falling apart. Um, how can we yeah. how can we do that? How can we rest and rely on God? Um, but uh, before we get there, which is of utmost importance, which is why we want to end there. Um, guys, this has provided an opportunity uh, for so many people to do so many things. And, I, I, and I, I'm not just saying that. I think it really, truly has. I just spoke with one of our listeners, Jared, who is looking to start um, a podcast on movies. And so I want to just say, man, kudos to you, Jared, for, for wanting to do that, for wanting to, you know, take this opportunity, um, where you're finding yourself, you know, locked into your house, um, really not able to go outside. Jared's got, um, some unique health issues that make him, uh, at risk, even though he's a younger dude. And um, I just want to say, man, kudos to you for for jumping on this and and wanting to, you know, start up uh, this podcast that you're going to be doing with your your passion and your interest. And um, Jared, when you start getting rolling with that, I want to let you know that we're going to be here to uh, to support you in that and to uh, go ahead and um, you know throw some love your way in 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 uh, getting people over to your podcast to listen. So um, yeah, man. But this has um, been an opportunity for uh, many families who normally are not seeing one another and spending time with one another to come together um, and to participate together in those family activities that I think all three of us grew up grew up in. I, I mean, I know that I grew up playing games, watching movies, doing things with my family. Nathan and Greg talking with you guys, it was the same thing for, for you guys. And so we're finding ourselves back in opportunities where those things are coming about. And so what are some things that you guys are doing now, shows that you're watching, games that you're playing, um, even even going out in, in things that you're doing um, publicly, not in close quarters with other people, but, you know, things that you find yourselves going out and about doing, um, what are some of those things that you guys have been um, kind of reviving in your families over this past, uh, well, over a week and a half now? Well, dude, I've been doing something um, that's pretty unique to me. I've been eating. Um, <laughs> and, um, in fact, I'm eating I thought right you were going to follow that up with healthy. <laughs> 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 oh, no, no, dude. I was going to say, you guys know how I was eating a lot before this happened. I'm doing the same thing, but maybe even a little bit more uh, <laughs> because I'm trying to store up if this thing goes longer to make sure that I have enough fat stored. Oh, wait a minute. My kids are me. 
<laughs> yeah, they're like, Dad, you have enough fat stores. So, okay, so good. I, I got that one. I got that one under lock. But uh, yeah, I, I just had to drop toilet that. paper and uh, Greg's hoarding <laughs> Twinkie. Exactly, in the, dude. In the safest and, place possible inside. And, and let's be honest, dude. If, if you're hoarding Twinkies, you need the other two. So uh, you know, you've got to have uh, everything uh, covered. But um, no, I've just enjoyed the memes going around about uh, what things are going to look like. You know, uh, I saw this is going to be Batman after it, and it's a picture of obviously a Batman blimp from the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> um, guys, isn't it just hard to stay at home and not eat? Um, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just, you know, after a while, I mean, everything you do, because I'll say one of the things we're doing, start with us, indoor activity is Scrabble. And we're, oh, nice. we're at a point in, in life where my youngest is 11. Uh, and she's, she's pretty darn good little player. Um, really is. But we've had some great Scrabble tournaments. And uh, my family hates my knowledge of two-letter Scrabble words like XI and <laughs> XU and QI and all that stuff. Uh, but now they're getting into it. It is <laughs> so obnoxious. You know, they think they've they've used five letters they've gotten like oh 21 points i'm like oh that was really good <laughs> then you drop the q on there the qi on the triple letter to get 68 points and the game's over they hate me uh, pull it up and realize greg's got him written down his arm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly but dudes when you're doing scrabble man not i mean lisa put on a pot of coffee you know for us which is great but it's just it's it's fun to spend that time so I, I've enjoyed getting the board games back out, but that's me. Nice. Nathan, what about you? Yeah, definitely on the board games. And we've got, we got a lot of them for uh, Christmas. And something we're going to do in the podcast, too, is talk about different kinds of board games and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, Scrabble. Well, my kid's a little young for Scrabble, but we've been getting them into, like, Clue. And uh, nice. uh, there's a, a game, uh, Ticket to Ride, which is a train game. Yep. And we yeah. have, like, the Ticket to Ride Junior. So we play that uh, several different games. And uh, I'm trying to. I got a Dungeons and Dragons kit, and I'm trying to like modify it for the kid base. And I have a whole bunch of these little like Universal Monsters figures. I'm trying to combine a couple things and get something going with the kids. They're big into that kind of thing. So uh, nice. the problem with us is we're at that point now because they've been home for. Uh, it's going to be coming tomorrow. It's going to be about they'll be home for they've been at home for about two weeks yep. and uh, we're getting to that point when it begins with board games, but it ends like a, it, has anybody seen that movie ready or not? That came out over the summer where they're yes. hunting the girls. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dude, Anyone that, in, yes. That, go ahead. Uh, did, uh, didn't that movie get like 90%? It's a fun movie. I was about to say just an offhand thing. Cause I can't not talk about something without mentioning a movie, but uh, <laughs> off, offhand, if you are a horror fan, particularly a horror comedy fan, I think you will get a kick out of Ready or Not. It's not right. um, it's not particularly scary. It's definitely in the comedy vein. Almost, uh, it's got a, a Sam Raimi Evil Dead sort of feel to nice. it. Yeah, so it's definitely like a wicked humor. You saw it, Greg? I did. I did. Yeah, it was it was for a, a moment, I was thinking of Knives Out, and I thought, wait a minute, what is yeah Ready or Not? Where you've got the yeah the the whole kind of Pat they're both, the devil they're both thing, good you know, movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're both good movies, uh, but uh, I, th- I might have enjoyed Ready or Not a little more. I think I was too hyped up for Knives Out. I enjoyed I it, you. but I, I, w- I wanted to be a little more than it was. Have you guys seen that one yet, Knives Out? Oh, Nathan, we saw it together. We That's did, right. yes. Yeah, you and I went and saw yeah. that one together, yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I saw it. I, I see. For me, dude, it was the opposite. For whatever reason, I had missed all of the uh, hype around it. Uh, now I know it's a, you know obviously Ryan Johnson and you know kind of a uh, he's he's a name brand guy right now in many ways. Uh, but um, I had just missed it for some reason. So I went in with virtually zero expectations and thoroughly loved it. But I see what you're saying. If I had been like tracking that a couple of weeks earlier, I may have been a little disappointed. I mean, my, my big thing is I don't think they, they utilized the full talents of that cast. That was my, my takeaway. I remember yes. thinking, man. And Knives Out, yeah. yeah I you mean, got this movie-wise, Knives Out is probably a better movie than Ready or Not. But in terms of my – I walked into Ready or Not expecting nothing, and I <laughs> yeah. think I walked in. So it's a, it is a lot about expectations a lot of times. So no doubt. We've been doing that sort of thing. It probably didn't help that we gave my daughter, uh, my daughter who just turned six – uh, roller skates for her birthday, and her birthday literally came on St. Patrick's oh, Day. Oh, so that's just right. Everything has to be locked down, and we take wow. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't have, uh, you know, uh, shoulder pads and knee pads and all that good stuff for at the beginning. So we've been, uh, you know, we've been moving stuff out in the living room and creating like a indoor rink. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> wow. we're in the middle of uh, the middle of the living room there, and then trying to make sure don't don't crack your head on the marble, right. don't knock the you know, <laughs> uh, don't knock the TV over, sort of deal. So, uh, but I said last week, it's been a lot of fun. It, it, again, things are very serious and and it's not, uh, and there are people who are listening to this, I mean, a situation say, you know, it's been nothing but stress and, and worry. And that's, um, that's legitimate. I do feel like I've had the opportunity to really kind of even get to know my kids a little bit better because being in constant proximity for my situation, you know, I, uh, with Jen and I, particularly this year, with they're going back to school, we've been uh, everything is just trying to get through the day a lot of times, mm-hmm. and so you get through it, and you're like, okay, we spent some time here and there. So it's, it is, I'm appreciating the opportunity to slow down. I'm, you know, under the circumstances, it is, you know, it's a serious thing, but um, yeah, we've been getting in some some shows and things like that, and some uh, uh, watches of movies and reading, and, and particularly with the kids, we're trying to get into reading, and we've been started listening to some like. Um, like narrative podcasts, like yeah. Yeah. storytelling podcasts, sit down and listen to Aud- Audible has a whole, whole bunch of different books out there. So uh, we were looking at picking up one of the classics and, you know, um, like Captain Underpants. And we were looking at like, you know, Swiss Family Robinson and stuff like that. So there's a lot of cool stuff out there. And I encourage people to kind of go and uh, look for that. I do want to just quick go back. Uh, we were talking about uh, Jared's podcast. His podcast looks like it's to be called Cinema Ventures with Jared. Mm-hmm. And I think it's – not sure if it's up yet. It looks like you might have something up on Spotify. So we'll post something on the, the website when it's fully up. But it looks like a lot of fun. I look forward to checking it out, Jared. So Sweet. Sweet. Way to go, Jared. That's awesome. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean right now, you know, it's it's – an interesting thing, the perspective of not having uh, children around the house. Um, Joy and I have actually probably poured ourselves a lot more into our work. Um, we're both teachers teaching from home, and it's very easy to, to kind of blur and cross those lines. Although the one thing I will say is um, I have been cautious and careful to take breaks throughout the day. So I'll probably – my work day will extend much later into the evening, but I will take breaks throughout the day and I've had opportunities that I haven't had since Christmas to sit down and just play a video game for an hour um, to go outside and you know um, shoot my shoot my bow and arrow for an hour you know so I've got 
I've had other opportunities to do things working at home that I wouldn't have normally had. Um, yeah. Even in the midst of, of increasing the amount of hours I've been putting in and working in the day. And so that's been, you know, that's definitely been uh, interesting. And again, not having children in that perspective of things, um, you know, it, it's, it, it has made this a, a slower pace. Like you were saying, Nathan, it's just, it slowed the pace down tremendously to, to what I was doing before. Um, and so, you know, being able to, to put a show in or to say, Hey, that show that's been on my Netflix queue list or my Amazon queue list for months now, I'm going to check that out and, you know, see what happens. Um, you know, those were things that just, I had always intended to do, but just never had the opportunity to sit down and do them. Um, and so that's actually been something that, that we've been appreciating and enjoying a little more is, uh, being able to do those things because even, even the things of, you know, going out um, and seeing her grandparents, it's kind of like, well, that's probably off the table because they're so much older. We don't want to inadvertently, you know, bring something in. And, and you know, that's the thing with any sickness is, you know, everyone's a carrier, even people who don't present symptoms. Sure. Um, you know, and so Joy and I are like, well, you know, we could, uh, of course, I'm just getting over. Um, feeling ill. Uh, it wasn't uh, COVID or anything like that, but um, I was just getting over being ill. <clears throat> and, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, normally we want to go in and we want to see her grandparents. We want to be checking on them. And so we do that from a distance. You know, do you guys need anything? Can we pick anything up for you? But we're not going to go and spend time with them because we don't want to expose them to anything. So even yeah. from that perspective, things are, are different in how we're interacting with, um, you know, family members and, and all of that. So, um, you know, it definitely has been a, a shift in pace and lifestyle from what it was before. Oh, no doubt, man. And that's why I think it's so, so different than anything we've ever experienced. Right. I, and I'm, I'm wondering if the, 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 I might be wrong in this. I'm wondering if the folks who lived through Vietnam, um, you know, maybe the Korean War, probably certainly World War II, might have the closest thing, sort of a, a prolonged period of time, which we're barely into, right, at the time of this taping. We're, yeah. what, not even quite two weeks into maybe when the world has felt like it's on lockdown. Yeah. But, you know, 9-11 was a cataclysmic event. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a series of, I should say, shocking, horribly violent events, but all within the span of, what, a couple of hours, really. Um, and then there were a lot of, um, you know, sort of ensuing, you know, narratives uh, right. of the war in Iraq and, you know, invasion and uh, that sort of thing, uh, Taliban uh, mm-hmm. in Afghanistan. But it, it, there, this is so different. This is something where every day there's a new dimension mm-hmm. you're hearing about new stats you're hearing about new new folks so to tie this back i found the sort of just natural organic connection to the family mm-hmm. i'm seeing my kids so much more because they're not in school where i'm at home a lot more uh because most of what i can do in my church I, i'm in the church right now uh is a big empty building and right. uh you know uh Fortunately, I live close by, but 
uh, you know, just being at home, it, it's sort of a, uh, I don't know. I, I'm getting a lot of strength out of it, not to sound cliche, just being with Lisa and the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just it kind of redefines what matters. Mm-hmm. Same thing, guys. You know, uh, my parents are both at the at-risk category. and they're, they're stubborn. I keep telling them, let me go to the supermarket for you. They venture out about once or twice a week to go to the supermarket. <sighs> two yeah, two weeks now, they, have, they haven't gotten toilet paper. So Oof. they've got plenty, but they, their store, they can't get it. And I keep saying I'll get it to them. But and then my wife's mother buy them uh, a hose. Is that risk? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the homemade bidet. <laughs> uh, the bidet. How about the drive-by bidet? No, we don't want to do that. Uh, that would be an upsetting uh, feature for the new. But there is this sense of, um, you know, you, you you really appreciate the folks that you're closest to. Mm-hmm. One because you're with them. Two because you're concerned about them, particularly our more at-risk family members. Um, so there's some wonderful things that are happening in, in an otherwise terrible and upsetting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And you know, the, the thing that you were talking about, Greg, you know, uh, particularly going back to like nine 11, you're right. I mean, this is, I think there are people in New York who went through nine 11 who could probably appreciate and, and really understand the, the full lockdown, um, yeah. of what went on, but the rest of the world, I mean, I remember being at college, um, and still going about my life. I mean, I had spent time, you know, a, a significant portion of time glued to the television, watching news constantly for updates. But after really the first two days where classes had kind of shut down, giving people time to mourn and grieve and process, I mean, things kind of they had started back up again and you were back in classes. Now in between classes, you were in the quad, um, you know, the campus center watching the news and seeing what was going on and what new developments had happened, but you were still really going about your, your everyday life where this is, I mean, I feel like I'm still going about my life, but in a completely different way. I still get up in the morning and I teach classes, but I'm teaching virtually and I'm teaching yeah. for half the day, but then the the next half of the day is prepping and preparing for the next day um, and also working on, you know, paper grading and things like that, which is completely different online than it would be if I was there receiving papers and all that. And it's just, yeah. it's a, it is, it's just a, such a different pacing. It's, it's, eerie you had talked uh, i remember last week when you and i met up and we were talking about that greg and you had said you had gone out and you were driving around and it was just it was eerie how things were just closed down and um yeah yesterday i was uh i just took the car out because i noticed that well i need to put gas in it and i should probably get a car wash because i hadn't done that you know after you know the salt had been thrown down on the ground um the last time and so uh, which was, you know, months ago at this point. Um, but I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in there getting gas and normally that time of the day, the gas station is full. The parking lot is full of cars and, you know, there's, there's just tons of restaurants and, and things like that in that area that I typically go to. And it was just, it, it looked like a, a late, late night. And of course it was only four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, yeah, I know. I know. It's weird. Um, weird man it's um i heard somebody say dude you know 
now, again, nobody's making light of uh, the people that are sick and, and those that have passed, but that um, they said it's like we're stuck in the first three to five minutes of every zombie movie ever made. Right. Yeah, like, I right. mean, it's, it's just, it's got that weird, um, uh, just feel you're right. And I think I mentioned Nathan, I was thinking a local favorite you and I have often met in is the double T diner. There's mm-hmm. a few of those in our area here in North central Maryland. Um, and I don't know, I feel for those businesses, right? Because mm-hmm. as far as I know, they don't have a carry out or delivery component. Um, and those places are always coming, right? Real popular places for meetings and people just to go grab a bite. And uh, yes, yeah, so I purposely, I, I actually did that this morning, wanted to drive through uh, my sort of downtown little region here. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a sadness. all the shops story. just to help them out. <laughs> well, what I thought I needed to do is to do a service for my congregation. <laughs> that I would sample every takeout place so I could really serve my people well. Now, um, making sure that those that. places are still in business for when they come back. <laughs> yes. Now, now the board may not like the credit card statement that comes in at the end of this month. They, they, they may, they may have a comment or two on uh, may frown you know, upon Y9. that. <laughs> I should say, was that was that was that wrong? Should. Should I not have done that? But um, yeah, when they get the nine restaurants coming in per day. But no, so many of those uh, little downtown shops are, are novelty shops, right? Mm-hmm. That are not essential businesses, quote unquote. Um, you know, and uh, I mean, my, my real issue, guys, as you can imagine, I'm really worried about is I'm going to need a haircut here coming up eventually. <laughs> um, so I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that, guys. Pray for me in that regard. <laughs> I'm close to Teen Wolf at this point, minus the Teen part. <laughs> I'm more like Teen Wolf's dad when he, when he opens the door and he's standing there. That's about what it looks like right now. Oh, dude, I love it, man. Thank you for taking me back to Teen Wolf. I, oh. yeah, well, we need to go somewhere, man. Uh, I love it, man. They, someone posted a picture of the feral child from Mad Max, and they said this is what uh, next year's uh, school pictures are going to look like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's great. That's That's great. Um, Something, you know, we, uh, just a a moment, we were talking about nine 11 and things like that. And I think the thing that's, there's a couple of distinctly different things I think that are good to be mindful of this time is with nine 11, there was a kind of persistent, you know, there was the fear that came about and that was part of what was driving us to, you know, sort of, uh, stay, you know, the, that part that was weird and kind of eerie where everyone was kind of immediately in because of the, immediate fear or concern something else was going to happen. But yeah. then we were all sort of driven towards one another, mm-hmm. I think. You know, so like we could go to somebody's house and, and yes. I think I probably did. And I remember having an impromptu like church service, just getting everybody together that was part of the church and going there and then afterwards meeting at somebody's house and a whole group yep. of us being together and looking for solace amongst one another. And I think that's that's an issue here, certainly for some, particularly people who won't have that opportunity. And I'm sitting here realizing it may be a while before I get to physically interact with some of my very close family members who would be put at risk if I'm near them. I, you know, we are blessed to be here with our our immediate family, but yeah. there's there's a part of that reach out for comfort that we can't achieve in the ways we used to achieve it, where mm-hmm. we could, you know, uh, we could, and and someone who may be at home, you know, and it doesn't have else that. Some of those things like, oh, taking for granted something as simple as a hug or something like that. Yeah. And I think in that time, just as my uh, 
my work is adapting and we're, we're adapting to how do we figure out how to what might be a long-term thing. You know, some of these businesses that are trying to to find a way to continue to be open, some of the restaurants that are trying to find a way to still serve in this time. Uh, Nathan and I, we have a favorite near here, the uh, the beer hall, and mm, we're trying to, you know, yeah. I don't know if I'm single, yeah. like, trying to keep it open or not, but maybe. And uh, they <laughs> are, uh, they're offering things now where they're delivering things and things like this. So it, we're all adjusting, but I think the big adjustment that we have to uh, consider is how do we reach out? How do we show compassion? How do we move outside of ourselves in this time. I think that's the big thing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, I, I, I've got a little um, snippet here from an email I got this morning. Obviously, I won't say who it was. It was a guy in our church who wanted to pass on some encouragement just about, um, you know, for for our staff and some things that they're trying to do to connect with, with uh, our congregation in this strange time like every church is trying to do. Mm-hmm. But what you just said, Nathan, made me think of his comment here. Um, says, I'm very grateful for the commitment to still having a church service for us. I would much rather have a virtual service than none at all, but it's interesting to me how participating in a live stream service, at least for me, serves both to meet a need, yet also deepen the sense of loss. That is, I was grateful to have church at all, but felt the inadequacy of a digital replacement for physical worship in the church. Because I will remain grateful for having a digital service for however long this needs to go on, but I eagerly anticipate physically returning to uh, the church at some point in hopefully the near-ish future. Mm, mm. And when he said that, I, I, I don't know if that hits you guys like it didn't. I know exactly what it means. Like, I am so thankful. I think we all are, right? Look what we're doing now. We're all in our, you know, different places, uh, the, the epitome of social distancing, and we've been able to do that for a long time now with Skype and FaceTime and such. But, Churches are now churches that weren't doing online stuff are doing it. Everybody's doing it now because you, you, you know, you got to stay connected uh, in whatever way we can, and it's awesome. It's kind of exhilarating in one sense, like oh, this is unique, but it really does deepen that sense. Like I'm just going to say, man, this kind of sucks mm-hmm. compared to actually, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, being under the same roof yeah. together because I think uh, neither what you just said is like with 9/11. You're right. You could get that solace just by sitting on a couch with people, right? Praying together, talking together, expressing your fears and just not being able to do that in a tactile way makes me appreciate all the more, man, is it good to be together? You could tell that's how we were designed. Mm. And I think in that, in that, what it gets to accentuate in us. And I think, you know, for anyone who is in a situation, there are a lot of things going on and there. It's not as Greg, you've said, you know, we're not a place. Uh, I think the, the worst thing you could almost say to someone is just like, oh, don't worry, it'll be okay. Because, you know, I know when I've been in places of like um, despair or even just moments of, uh, you know, personal crises, the last thing for me, the minute that I feel someone has stopped listening to me or can help me is when they say, don't worry, it'll be okay. Yeah. And I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever felt that way. And it's, oh, I yeah. don't think many people say it in a, in a, in a, in a spirit of, um, some people may actually, you know, that they, they mean it sincerely. And I think the thing is we all, we hope that we are. And I, but I think that in this time we have that opportunity, um, particularly if we're a place where we're looking and say, you know, I'm, I'm blessed and I, I have this opportunity, you know, those moments that sometimes my mind will sit there and eat away at the worry and the fear and the thing, you know, I don't know if you experienced this. I think this also happened at nine 11 a little bit is that people were, there is a certain, uh, ability in serving others that helps heal, that that time of fear and that 
time, you know, that in the face of uh, the things I can't control, what can I control? And, you know, I think what does that mean for us who are in communities that include families, uh, churches, even friends and stuff that we have online? Uh, I think it's reaching out and connecting with them, particularly when we know the ones that um, could potentially be vulnerable. And I don't mean vulnerable just physically to this virus. In fact, that's, you know, that's up here on a different level. But then there is, uh, you know, those people that may struggle with uh, issues of depression or even loneliness or even just, you know, uh, being discouraged by things that are going on. And I don't think you have to have any issues in order to want to reach out to someone. But I think that's – and then the tricky part is how do we do that through um, – the internet, which has historically been a cesspool in a lot of ways, you know, <laughs> yes. it's like I've got to yes. wade back into the sewer, better put on yeah. the rubber vest. And yeah. uh, that's, I mean, I withdrew. I think all of us have probably had that moment. I, I think the three of us particularly probably had that experience where we, we like touch the internet just enough to do the things we need to do in terms of <laughs> yep. the online presence. And I've changed that a little bit, but I've tried to change it in a way of like that, that reaching out and making connections in a positive way and to yeah. kind of not ignore, but to not let myself get caught up with all the negativity, to not sit there and fester about something I read, but to move on and, and, and reach out to someone and evoke a positive response and just kind of push the, push the turds away and keep moving, <laughs> yes. moving downstream. <laughs> Yes, yeah. you are not kidding, dude, haven't you? I got to tell you guys, if I see one more imitation Apple AirPod thing on my social streams, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> um, I'm like, wow. And they all have different names and they're all better and cheaper. And I'm like, yeah, there, there is just um, so much uh, to reference an old David Chappelle uh, skit on the internet that is uh, it's highlighted. But you're right. I mean, it is. It's, it's like anything, right? You chew the meat, spit out the bones. And uh, use it for the very best possible, um, you know, connection you can have with people. And uh, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of great stuff. Seen a lot of creative stuff. I'm sure you guys have seen. Everybody has right now. The the, the high school choir. Um, you know, now I see them all the time. But that was going to enter some state kind of competition, and obviously that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so they they do it on Zoom, right? Where it it looks like the old Brady Bunch. Industry. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got like 10 squares or 20 squares and i don't know that's just awesome you know you're like see these kids because dudes do you guys feel for anybody more than graduating high school seniors right now oh, oh man oh. Yeah. i mean they have lost their um really special season you know mm-hmm. my, my son is is a junior so he he's got a lot of buddies in that grade and i've seen parents posting um Great stuff, and and everybody's doing the very best thing they can to maintain that sense of special season. And you know, I will say one thing: those kids will say, "Hey, you know what was happening when I was graduating?" Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. They'll they'll be boring their grandkids with that fifty, sixty years from now, you know. But still, it uh, um, it, it really just grabs you. But to me, I, I I've been kind of in awe watching some of the innovation. Um, yes, and how yes, creative yes. people can can be it really grabs me mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so greg in this course of time um talk to us about because we we know that the bible is uh living and active you know it tells us right there in hebrews that scripture is living and active it's sharper than any two-edged sword um and and this is god's word this is god's life and for the believer um, there, there is hope. And, and that doesn't mean that, you know, automatically 
picking up scripture and reading it is going to, you know, immediately change our, our, uh, frame of reference. It's not going to change our circumstances. It may not change our mood or our attitude, but there is life in scripture. And, and because it is God's word, it is powerful. And so, um, Steve had talked last week about where he had been going, getting into God's word and really, really chewing through the meat of God's word and, and allowing that to just ease his anxiety. Um, where have you been going, um, recently to help with, um, easing some of that anxiety, uh, either, either personally, or where have you been directing others that you've been counseling during this time? Oh, good question, dude. Yeah. I mean, um, to me, it is definitely here. I'm going to kind of balance what I just said about innovation, right? Um, innovation technologically, uh, awesome to watch innovation right now in terms of how to go to get comfort. I think the old familiar paths, right. Are, um, that have served people that have gone through trials for millennia are what we need. So I, I've spent a lot of time in, um, in Psalms, um, mm. you know, and the older I get, the more I appreciate the, you know, I mean, uh, I, the, the very first week um, that we couldn't meet physically together in the church, I um, did Psalm 2. Mm-hmm. And I did that because that's the same Psalm I did uh, after 9-11. Now, that one is more, I chose that one not because of the emotive uh, tone, but more I, I, I felt a, a real desire to highlight that beautiful picture of God seated on the throne. Um, because when I go through crisis, I'm never seated. I'm pacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm moving from one room to another. I'm nervously biting my lip. I'm, uh, you know, checking email and text and calling people. Oh, are we going to do this? Just to me, there, I've always found such comfort in the thought that God is seated on his throne in Psalm two, you know, the, Opening is wider the nations rage. The kings of the earth take their stand against the Lord and against his chosen one, mm-hmm. um, you know, which obviously in the ultimate sense we know is his son, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of a world in tumult. And then you've got this picture of God seated, not even half seated. You know how, mm-hmm. we, you know, you, you know, the, uh, the edge the, of his seat phrase, type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The edge of your seat, you know, where you're like, oh, I'm just about to get up because this thing's going to get real up in here. And just something about God seated uh, on his throne and laughing. Now, I was very careful how I have not laughing at people that are suffering, laughing at the notion that he's not in charge, mm. um, you know, uh, uh, is kind of where I started. I thought would would be good. Then last week, I really wanted um, our folks, I thought, okay, what's the other side of that coin? Um, and Nathan, uh, I, <laughs> how do I do <laughs> Bartleball. I can't even say Nathan. B, N, B, Bartleball. Uh, what you just said, dude, was profound a couple of minutes ago. Uh, it usually it, is. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say it only took us like 30 podcasts until Bartleball said something profound. No. Um, <laughs> no, no. Hardly, brother, hardly. Uh, but when you said you often kind of feel, and I know that when a person says, oh, it's going to be okay, man, you kind of feel like you, you're probably polite about it, but somewhere in your heart, you're like, man, this dude is kind of stopped listening to me. 
because you put the neat and tidy bow on it. I mean, that's what I take out of you that. You said that sentiment. the part when you start. I mean, to me, and I, I, I think it's internally, but it's the moment that I start to feel alone. You know, like when I yes. hear that saying, you because you're kind of reaching out sometimes, and it's like you express this, and then it's like, oh, it'll be okay, and you feel like, okay, even if the person feels away, I am alone, and you know, those are the yeah. I, finding ways to interact and connect with one another, and you know, but I'd like I think. Some you're gonna, Greg, is you know where do we find our collective strength? You yes. know, um, and when, what happens when our collective strength can't just be in one another? You know, because that's kind of what we're up against now, right? Yes. That by our own our own efforts, in some ways, may feel like sabotage to us. That the best thing I could do is stay in, but I am now affecting my finances and everything else. What does this all mean? What does this all look like? Exactly, dude. I'm I'm glad that is so true because we can't lean on each other in the way that we could prior to this. So to me, the, the freedom for people to be worried and not told quickly. Now, now stop worrying now. Um, I think that that's, that's an undersold. Um, or I, what I'm trying to say is there's a theme in scripture that's undersold, underpresented. And that is what I call space and freedom. And to me, it's the implicit message of all the psalms of lament, uh, which are often overlooked because uh, we, we're excited to get to the takeaways, right? Yeah, but look how the Lord shows the person that he's their hope and he's their rock. Absolutely. We always want to get there. But the fact that there's a journey that God allows, um, how many of the, you know, if you think about it as a hymn book, which is really what the book of Psalms is, that God has such a large number of songs where the, the, the person is very raw and free. And I've said this many times, you know that it's raw because if you were to say the exact same things in a church small group, people would look at you like you're weird. And I've always said, if, if somebody's praying next to you, Lord, I pray for Aunt Sally's uh, operation and the next person prays for their brother's job, uh, you, know, the, you know, the fact that it's tenuous, they, they might lose it. The next person prays for... Uh, you know, the, a lost person to, to come to know Christ. Everybody's nodding, amening. Then it gets to that fourth person and the person says, you've abandoned me, oh God, and darkness is my closest friend. Uh, we don't know what to do with that, right? It's I mean, a, it's like, that <laughs> dark night of the soul thing that shows up in so many of those Psalms. And yet, um, I don't know. I feel like when you see, if, if there's a process for spiritual growth and it's, uh, I don't know. I always feel like I got to go through it the hard way. You know, I feel like so many times it's been like what looks like crisis one moment is transformed into uh, triumph, particularly yes. from a spiritual perspective. And I, and you probably, I think probably all experienced that where spiritual struggle is sometimes the door by which we get through to uh, growth and, and even peace. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I think that's that's so key that if we if we if we suppress that struggle, if we too quickly yeah, I'm, I'm not recommending it. find it, but yes, that right, right. I don't know about you. I grew I I was up through uh, Christian structures that there was a certain point when I, I felt ashamed for feeling the level of potential spiritual weakness that I thought I was going through when in fact, I think it was this natural progression of revelation to me, but I didn't, you know, this idea of I'm afraid to tell you that I don't know that I believe or that I am struggling with belief. And yet, uh, and if, and, and, and when we're 
when we're uncertain that we're going to make it or uncertain about certain things, it freaks other people out. So a lot of times the person is just saying to you, hey, it's going to be okay. They're trying to reassure themselves. Yes. And they aren't necessarily trying to bat you down. It's just that you're freaking them out. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of times the honesty makes other people nervous about their own vulnerability, right? Because it's we're not used to it. We feel that it might be a, a, a dangerous kind of exposure when it really, I think, as you just said, Nathan, is, is a pathway to life. I saw this quote today. It's a short one. J.C. Ryle wrote, there is no commentary that opens up the Bible so much as sickness and sorrow. Hmm. Um, and I'm telling you, I, I have gotten more when I was on my sabbatical two years ago. And, you know, I've tried to be an open book about that. I was in the deepest stage of, of clinical depression. Um, and I, um, I, I will say this, the way you read the Bible from that perspective, I saw things I never noticed before. Um, and again, like you said, Nathan, it, not something that we want to go looking for. And I always say, you don't need to go looking for it. It's going to find us all, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. Um, we're, we're going to find it. We all know that. We've lived long enough to know that uh, trials are going to come. But uh, to, So that, to me, there's a balance. There's the awesome, put your hope in God. He's on the throne. There's also, with that, and he knows that we're weak that we're fragile, that we vacillate, and he still loves us and invites us to bring that to him. Um, as raw and messy as it is, it's just a beautiful thing for me. So those are the things, uh, uh, Mr. Bell, to your first question, I don't really make a distinction. I've been going to those personally and pastorally because um, they're just as beneficial to me uh, as I hope for anybody else. I feel like I want to break into poor wayfaring stranger now uh greg <laughs> yes there you go man come on do it it's a good hymn i can't i, I can't maybe yeah. nathan could put it in under the find some lovely melodic uh, version that's right you but, put uh, it in the I background can't. of this yeah no that's great, a great hymn, one. though yeah. it sure is oh i love it i love it it's the just the neediness but how gentle our our, our savior is um it's beautiful and greg uh we we are going to be um running uh, on time here. We, we've got a couple more minutes though, but one of the things that um, I appreciated about um, a series you did uh, several years ago on the Psalms was you talked about the Psalms. Uh, actually, I think it was last summer when you did it and you talked about um, the Psalms. You talked about how so many of them do uh, go back and and they do end on a positive note. But you also talked yeah. about the one that God gives his people that doesn't. Um, yeah. And can you talk about that now? Yeah, it's a very fascinating psalm. Uh, I don't know if I've ever heard a sermon on it. I, I gave one, I think, that you, that you mentioned. That was uh, that psalm with obviously others, because even I'll admit it's a hard one to preach. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Psalm 88. Um which ends, it, it's strange, because we're used to the pattern in Psalms, right? Where you've got, um, oh, Lord, why are you so far from me? Mm -hmm. uh, have you turned away from me? Sort of that raw, honest uh, vibe that we've been talking about. Um, so I'm looking here, uh, pulling up my Bible app. I should have had that ready. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, wait a minute, guys, I've got it, because I've hidden the word in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I might not sit against it. Along with but, Twinkies. Right? 
No, that's a little lower than my heart. But, uh, let's see. Um, yes, in the uh, which version is this? Is the ESV? The ESV enters it. I mean, think about this. This is the last verse. Uh, you have caused my beloved and my friend to shun me. My companions have become darkness. And it ends. Um, I'm fascinated by that. Because there is then one psalm that seems to have its beginning, its middle, its completed end as truly a song of lament, which tells me at least this. God is not anywhere near as skittish about raw, honest emotion as we are. Uh, I think of how David says, put my tears in your bottle uh, that you wrote down my my pain in your book, uh, so precious are, is our grief and our frustration um, that God writes it in a book, uh, that he puts it in, in a bottle. That's just a beautiful thought to me. So I try to encourage somebody. A lot of times people don't want to talk to me because they're like, you won't believe the things I'll say about God. And I say, well, number one, right? He already knows. <laughs> it's almost as if like, God's not going to be surprised by it. Um, to, and I'll try to talk to people about some of these Psalms and say, can you relate? Can you identify with these things? Um, and anyway, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big topic, but yeah. I think it's a good starting point for, for people. And I think that's where the ultimate comfort should come in is that God is big enough to handle what we throw at him. That there yes. is nothing that we can throw at him that is going to shock him, that is going to surprise him. Um, you know, I, it's funny because I make reference to when I when I go driving in my car, um, my sanctification level drops significantly, um, <laughs> and it drops significantly based on the people that are in my car. When I'm in my car alone, um, there's all sorts of things that are coming from my mouth that shouldn't be coming from my mouth and um, probably good now if you want to take a drive (laughs) (laughs) um but but you know when i have you know when joy's in the car it's a little less and and when other people in the car are less and and so on and you know people kind of look at me and they're like well you know why you know why is it like that and i said well because god already knows what i'm thinking i'm just being courteous to the people who are in the car so when it's just yeah. me and god in the car then i might as well say what's coming to my mind because it's already there anyway um yeah. and god isn't shocked by that he's not he's not standing back going oh my goodness i can't believe those words left your mouth um you know right. the, as far as he's concerned they already left my mouth <laughs> Um, right, you know, I think and you bring so up and, yeah. What's sorry. that? I was, go ahead, Nathan. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. I was just going to say, you know, and so there should be something comforting in the fact that that God gives us all of these psalms. He gives us all of these um, these songs to sing to Him, and many of them, most of them, yes, they they start in darkness and they end in joy. But He does give us this one. That doesn't seem to. And so we should be comfortable and we should allow others the comfort of being in these places. Um, and ultimately, as believers, yes, we, we do want to we do want to come back to God is our strength. We want to come back to Psalm 2. You know, that he is in control, that there is nothing that escapes his notice. We do eventually want to come back to it will be okay. Even if that definition of okay is the reason it's going to be okay is because God is still on his throne. So even if every yeah. circumstance around us 
seems to contradict that sentiment. The fact that God is still on his throne means it's okay. Um, but, but allowing people whatever length of time they need to, to mourn, to, to talk through what they're going through, what they're feeling, um, to allow them to feel those things and, and be in that space, I, I think is one of the best services we can do as brothers and sisters in Christ that, you know, the Bible does talk about, there is a time for mourning. There is a time for tears. Um, yes. And so, and a time know. for mixed drinks, whoever's mixing a drink over there. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, that is smell. that you? <laughs> no, man, I, I did walk to another room, but I promise I'm not mixing any drinks yet. Um, <laughs> I was hearing it before. I was like, <laughs> Not, not yet. I mean, maybe uh, eventually, but uh, I, I promise you guys, I promise you, not, not quite yet. Doesn't have the uh, stir in the background going. Right. <laughs> yeah. Shaking, oh, not stirring. Man, no, that's great. That's great. And and again, ultimately, this is this is why we come together as believers because we can we can laugh with one another and we can encourage one another even in the midst of the sorrow and the pain. I remember um, as a fourteen year old boy when my father passed away some of the greatest moments and memories I have is in the seriousness being broken up with a joke or being broken up with something, uh, that, you know, just reminded me that life is going to go on and, and having yeah. that moment to, to rest from the sorrow. And so, you know, this has been, um, this has been great guys. Thank you so much for oh. being willing to come on and, and talk about this and, um, you know, uh, and, and, not joke about this, but being able to know that God is still on his throne. And um, because of that, we still have reason to, to laugh. We have reason to, um, to, to be joyful. And so um, awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Have a second. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not really ready to cut the training wheels yet, Greg. So I don't know if you were open to coming back on maybe uh, maybe next week or sometime and doing. Uh, I, w- I think it would be fun to do something just about what we've been reading, what we have been watching. You know, um, I think next week we're oh, going to have um, yeah. we're going to have uh, Bartles on for his last one. Yeah, and you can count on me, dude. I oh, would not miss a chance yes. to uh, to insult Bartles. So <laughs> uh, count on me, dude, because that's just too, then, too, uh, that's too much fun to pass up. Swing back around very quickly, Greg, on what you were saying. Something about the Psalms, I think that we kind of forget is, and you kind of shed some light on that, is that what's the real tenor and tone of how it's being said? You know, we read these things, we sing songs, and we uh, they become a part of the thing we do. And I think we forget sometimes what the actual tone and feeling, that the emotion that it's trying to capture. Uh, yeah. And you know me, I, I got to throw a more cinematic thing out before we go here. Uh, do you guys, you guys ever see the movie The Apostle with uh, mm-hmm. Robert oh. Duvall? One of my favorites. Yep, yep. There's a moment in that movie where he is screaming. He's screaming at God. And, uh, you know, he's yelling. He's saying, I'm mad at you. I'm not I'm not necessarily defending that, like, viewpoint. But he's having this moment. And then the neighbor, like, knocks on the door and is like, what's going on over there? Yeah. And Remember I, I, his mom says, just let him go or something. Yeah. Right? And Isn't that what happens? Sometimes I think the tone of what's really being expressed in that, some of those psalms is akin to what he's expressing in that moment, you know, this uh, great outpouring of emotion. And I think sometimes we fear that. I think we do want to get to the point of the joy and the hope, but we have to go to it honestly. And sometimes mm-hmm. honestly is being able to admit, you know, 
to these feelings and and the str- and the level, the depth of them, you know. So mm-hmm. um, encourage Absolutely. that. So yeah, great thoughts, great thoughts, Nathan. Um, really good, love it, love it. We are going to go ahead and sign off now. Before we do, we just want to, um, once again, shout out to Jared, who's uh, starting his own podcast. When that goes up in live, people check it out. Jared is such an awesome guy. Um, so check out his podcast. Um, also want to just remind you, um, if you haven't uh, gone on and you know given us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, one of the you know one of the ones that we're on, please feel free to do that. Um, it just helps us get up there uh, better in the searches so that people can find us. I think I think I was doing a search of these go to eleven. We're a little bit lower than we used to be, so we need a little bit of love to to get us back up Come there on, on top. Come um, on. So, but uh, guys, this has been great. Nathan, Greg, we just rocked the Casbah. These go to 11.